0: Well, hello, Community Church and everybody watching online. Can make your way into the sanctuary here as we get started to honor, to worship our King. Those that are in here, why don't we stand to our feet? We once again have the honor and the privilege of coming before our King and giving Him worship this morning. So we're going to ask the Lord to help us to lay down those things that would distract us. We're going to ask him to clear our minds and our hearts. We're going to ask him to guide and lead us as we enter in this journey of worship to give him glory because he is a good God. So can you do something with me? Let's just put our hands in the air. I know people are walking in. Let's put our hands in the air right now. Father God, we just say come in Jesus' name. Come in Jesus' name. Have your way in this place. Holy Spirit, would you move amongst us today? Would you touch each heart that walks through this door? But Father God, we come to worship our King, to worship our Lord, to worship our God, because you are so good, so amazing. So we choose to lay down all those things that happened during the week, the distractions, the ups, the downs. We are in the right place. This is the right moment, the right time to honor and to worship you because you are king, because you are Lord, because you are God, because you are sovereign, because you are everything. So let's honor him. Let's call on his name. Let's give our worship to him in Jesus' name. We're going to go back into this but when this first started i had an image of a wall between us and the community and i saw one individual trying to push down this wall and then all of a sudden as the momentum began to build i see more and more people coming and joining to push down this wall but i heard some of the voices saying i don't know what to do i don't know how to do this It doesn't matter in that moment. It matters about just getting and pushing down that wall. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It doesn't matter again about that voice that's coming against you. It's about saying, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We're going to push this down. We're going to clean something up. Jenna, come here. I want Jenna to share
1: this. So as we were in this time, I could feel this pressure building. And I saw like Drano being poured down a pipe and how, you know, a clogged pipe, you actually need like a catalyst or something to push through what was built up, like the calcium buildup. And I was feeling that pressure and I was very aware of the potential energy in the room. I don't know if all of you can feel that, but there is like access to a greater level of uh, Holy Spirit presence. I don't even know what the words are, but it's thickened and it's in the air. And it's like, he wants to take that potential energy and turn it into kinetic energy. But I saw us being like conductors, but we're used to a low level of frequency. We're used to this lower level voltage, wattage, whatever. I don't know. But it's like, we actually have to be willing. Are we willing to feel the surge? Are we willing to allow more power, more energy to flow through us in this moment? So right now, God, those areas that are stopped up, I pray that you would push through those, that we could tap into a greater level of energy, even just allowing it to go through your body. Let's not be resistors, but let's be conductors. Let's be conductors of what's in this room right now, because there's access so we just activate our spirits I hear the word activation activations the light bulbs are turning back on the light bulbs are turning back on okay
0: we're going right back in this hold on one second come on okay
1: I saw saw something I've never seen before. It was crowds and crowds and crowds, a sea of people that you could not actually see the end. But it was clear to me that we were in the heavenly realm. This crowd was all focused on God Most High. And I feel that today we have joined the heavenly host. We have joined with heaven. So it's not just us pushing in, but all of heaven has come to push with us. In glory and honor to the Lord.
0: One of the things Janice said to me was she saw the scum and the dirt dissipating, disappearing. And again, as we go back into this, I know sometimes we don't necessarily understand everything we're doing, but if we by faith believe right now that something is shifting, Not just in our lives, but in the life of the community. We join with him and all the angels right now that are interceding on behalf of every single one. We partner with them. We choose to push back the I don't know's and we say, we partner with you, Lord. So as we go back into this, let's see where we go. But let's partner with him again.
2: Time to put that cheesy Christian bumper sticker on that says God's my pilot. And I'm stepping back to be the co-pilot. But I really don't even know what I'm doing. So I'm just going to sit in the back seat and let him drive. So God with one voice. We say, you are holy. You are holy.
0: You know, there were a couple of um, words that were spoken that I feel are necessary right now. And so, and Andrea, why don't you come up and just share what you shared with me there. And I do want Nathan, if he can be ready to share that.
3: So... Um Usually I come into worship, like this morning, and I, I see God sitting on a throne, like Miranda, so beautifully pictured for us. And he's just sitting there, and he's accepting all the worship and the praise. And that's good. But this morning, I actually saw him standing in the center of the dancers, and he wasn't just standing, he was moving with them. And it was like they were getting their cues from what he was doing. And I saw the elders in heaven, and they were moving with him in unison. And we often think that God just sits there when we pray, or when we cry, holy, holy, holy. But he doesn't just sit there. He opens portals. He moves with us. That verse, I will uh, rejoice with those who rejoice, and and weep with those who weep. He does that when we speak to him. He's not just sitting there like a dead God, like the gods that used to be worshipped. He is a living God, and he moves, and he does things for us as we pray and as we ask, and when we worship him, it's not by accident that the Lord's Prayer has praise worshipped on, or praise sandwiched on both sides of it, It starts with praise, it ends with praise because the praise is what makes him move. It's what causes him to come and do things and and move with his people, and it's just so beautiful. And so I pray a revelation of that in Spruce Grove this morning. I pray a revelation that God is not some dead God who doesn't move and just sits there stone-faced as we cry out. He's actually moving, and I pray that the people, not just in this building, but in this entire city would see that, would get a revelation of that deep in their bones this
4: morning. Uh, Just what Jenna was bringing about, um, where we're stuck, the Drano, you know. Uh, The Lord gave me the scripture as soon as we went into worship. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens of the saints and of the household of God. You are. Having been built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together is increasing into a holy temple. Like the revelation was coming that the the heavenly temple, but we are that temple in whom you also are being built together for a habitation of God in the Spirit. And if we won't let that vessel, if we, if we won't allow the Drano to bring us out to speak, when um, Sandy brought the word just out of the pew, we could feel the spirit of God on it. And it's okay that the vessels begin to open up because it's not just the apostle anymore. It's not just the prophet. It is the body. Right. We are the temple. And I know myself, I haven't wanted to speak but the Lord puts the pressure on, and it's just how it comes out. It's just, this is who I am in Christ Jesus. I don't pick my part, but will I just allow him to, to bring me forth? And uh, so it just was such a beautiful heavenly presence, and I taste it, and I see it, and I just want to release that each one of you has that in you. And if we don't bring our part, the temple isn't built here on earth. There's a revelation in here today.
0: You know, Mark talks about this a lot. We have a certain idea of what church looks like. And sometimes God challenges us to break out of that mold. And that's really hard for us at times, right? Because we have learned a structure and a system for so long, right? And I'm not saying it's a wrong structure or system. We've actually done a lot of amazing things through that system that God has created But at times we want to stick to that system the way we know it, to a T. But yet as we learn, the Holy Spirit flows. The Holy Spirit moves. The Holy Spirit shifts from one moment to the next. And so I just love that last word, right, of understanding our role as the body of Christ. That as we come together, we get to hear the fullness of the heart of God. And so I just want to share that in the middle of worship, God actually spoke to me, and I I feel like there is a word for some of you, and this is more of a word that was spoken over my wife, but I felt like the Lord said, this is for people in this room today. And so I remember when Jen and I lived in Uganda, we moved there to work with the Watoto Children's Choir, Gary and Marilyn Skinner, And the whole purpose of going there was for me to guide and lead this choir. And at that time, Mally was one and Kaylin was four. And so Jen's full role was supposed to be to take care of just those two kids. And so that was what took place for probably the first three months or so. But we had a choir conductor who, through circumstances, we had to remove her from her position And when we removed her from her position, we weren't quite sure what to do. So, of course, we went to our leaders, Gary and Marilyn Skinner, and we sat down with Marilyn, we sat in a room. And as we begin to talk and share this with Marilyn, Marilyn just looked at Jen. And she said, well, Jen, I guess you're going to have to step up, and you're going to have to lead this choir. And of course, in Jen's mind in that moment, she's thinking to herself, how is that possible? I have a one year old child and I have a four year old child. There's no way I can actually do that. And I could see almost like this stewing going on her as soon as Marilyn was beginning to talk about this. And I could see something inside of her saying, There's no way in the world I can do this. And so as we began to have the conversation back and forth and back and forth, and Jen finally came out and kind of said, I'm not sure how I can do this. And Marilyn said to her, Jen, I need to tell you a story. Of course, you listen when Marilyn Skinner talks. And so she began to share a story of when she would go to Hillsongs. And uh, Bobby Houston and her were good friends. And so when she went to Hillsongs, they would have a conference every year called Colors. And Bobby Houston felt that it was time for Marilyn Skinner to step out from behind the scenes. She felt it was time for her to take that place in front of the people. So she challenged her to come and speak to all of these people, and Marilyn said a very similar thing. I don't think I can do that. That's not something I'm great at. That causes a lot of emotions and fears. I just don't know if I can. And so Marilyn went back home, and a little later on, Bobby Houston sent her A little gift inside the mail. And this gift was a necklace. And it was a beautiful necklace and what made me think of this is Grace's shoes. (laughs) Because I feel this word is actually for Grace today and for others. She sent her a necklace with a beautiful pair of shoes on it. Diamonds, all that stuff. Absolutely stunning. And her message to Marilyn was this. The season is upon you to walk in new things. You're about to walk with new shoes that are going to guide you and lead you into something new, something amazing, something you've never planned for. So Jen said yes that day. Well, actually, that's not true. Pause. Pause. She said, can I pray about it and think about it? And so we went back to our house. We did a few things, and I think we went out that night. And then we came back to our house, and when we came back to our house, there was a letter sitting on the counter. And Jen opened up the letter, and inside of it was that necklace with those shoes, telling her that it was a season for her to walk in new shoes. So she has that necklace today waiting for the Lord to tell her who to pass it on to. I'm not going to tell her to pass it on to you, but I'm saying this. I felt that when that moment happened with you on the stage, that the Lord has said there are many of you in this room. You're about to start to walk with new shoes, right? You actually have everything you need for this season. That fear, that anxiousness, that doubt... It will not matter because the season is upon you to walk in new shoes. And I love this because this is where when the body comes together, the fullness of the body of Christ, we are actually going to see a massive shift, not only here in this place, but in our cities and in our communities. Can we say amen to that? So I just speak a blessing over you, Grace because I feel God has highlighted this, that you're about to walk in some new things. And I feel like that fear that wants to come and grip your heart and your mind, I feel like the Lord's saying, I just snap that in the name of Jesus Christ, that the new season is upon you. And in this season, it's going to be powerful and amazing. But it is not going to be easy. I'm going to read this later. Later, I almost get a glimpse of when Paul wrote the letter to Timothy. And told him of his struggles, but encouraged him that you too can make it through this season. And I feel that upon you, that this season may be hard, but God is saying you will get through this season. Right? There's something new. Oh, God, let it just come. Let the revelation come, and maybe you already have it. But God, let the revelation come, and I pray that for more of you.
2: So the Lord's just bringing to my attention right now as Chris is speaking for you, Grace, and for anybody that's meant to receive this. This morning, I'm just sitting on my chair doing a little bit of work on my computer, and my fourth-born Arrow, six years old, is sitting there in playing with his cars. And I hear him, and he's singing. And this is just a song we've sung at home, at, like, kids' club once. And he's going, It's a new, new day. It's a new, new day. It's a new, new day. Be whole in Jesus' name. And the Lord has me look at him, and the Lord goes, he's singing that on purpose. Your son is not just randomly singing a song we haven't sung for months in our home, but the Lord said, that is my word this morning. So for anyone, for grace, just to say, as Chris is talking, as a confirmation of this word, the Lord is saying, it's a new, new day. Be whole in Jesus' name.
0: Come on, let's just say that for one second because I feel this is over all you. It's a new day. It's a new it's day. A new day. It's, it's a new day. day, right? So just think about your circumstances and your situations and declare it. It's a new day. It's a new day. A new day. Well, you know, I'm going to share some thoughts today. We'll see how far it goes. You know, I, I just feel... Like, uh, God wants to do some more business today, and I felt it this morning, too, that he actually wants to do something over our minds, and I feel like God just wants to bring a clarity over our minds. I feel like he wants to give us a strategy of how to actually overcome moments in our life, struggles in our life, thoughts. Random thoughts that come against us day in and day out, because I think all of us would say we all have random thoughts. Some of those thoughts are healthy. Some of those thoughts are just not healthy. In fact, I can guarantee you there are people who have come to church today, some of those thoughts have begun to try to hold you hostage. I mean, they have tried to paralyze you in your seat where it was even hard to worship God when you were in here. I even felt when Ben started to go into that moment, for some of us it was like, I'm not sure what to do with this. And some of the struggles we have, it was really hard to come into that moment. But I feel like the Lord is just saying, He wants to break some of that stuff off of our minds that actually hinders us from coming in. Because our minds are actually going to hold us hostage if we allow it right? Sometimes we are just not going to understand, but there are other times when we are. But the main part is this, is are we willing to step in to the things of God? And when we see something moving, can we trust by faith that God will accomplish something amazing? Because that is who He is. So I just want to share a small story with you. For those in the first service, they get to hear this multiple times. Grace to all our volunteers who hear two sermons every Sunday. But sometimes those sermons shift and change, right? And we get to hear a different nugget in each of the services because the Holy Spirit does continue to shift and guide things. And so I just wanted to share uh, about a situation that took place with me a couple weeks ago. And uh, it, was, it was at my house... And uh, I went upstairs to the window. And again, you guys all know we have our wonderful cat, Henry. And most of you probably know Henry's nickname. Most of the people in the first service did. His nickname is what, Lauren? I know you know it. His nickname is Fat Henry. It is so amazing that everybody in this church probably knows, and if you don't, now you do, that our cat's nickname is Fat Henry. And so I was at home and I was upstairs and Jen had let Henry outside onto the back deck. And I just went to the window, and I noticed Henry sitting on our deck. And so in that moment, I decided to just shout out to Henry, Hey, fatty! How you doing, fatty? And that was pretty much where it ended. And then I looked to the right, and of course I noted, noticed my neighbor in his backyard, who is not a small man. Yeah, everything's sunk. You know the feeling, right? I'm like, oh my goodness, how do I fix this? Right? And of course, he looks up, he goes, what? And it's, no, I'm talking to Henry. He's right there. Of course, he can't see him at all, and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, this is terrible. And so, of course, I run downstairs, I go outside, I grab Henry, and I pick him up, and I said, see, he's right here. (laughs) You know, he's like, yeah, yeah, okay, he's moved on. (laughs) But I was thinking of the moment, and I was thinking, I wonder what thoughts went through my neighbor's mind at that moment, Then, of course, I heard the Holy Spirit say, you don't want to know those thoughts, (laughs) because I'm sure there were a few very interesting words that probably were in there, right? Now, I share that, yeah, I know it's a little bit silly, but it got me thinking about, again, our hearts and our minds, and what kind of thoughts do we have? What are the things that flow through our minds on a regular basis, And I started thinking of other situations, and I I started thinking of all the times that me and my wife have had a disagreement. Any of you had a disagreement with your spouse? Yeah. And all those holy and awesome thoughts that took place as soon as you finished having that disagreement, right? Kathy's shaking her head like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember many of those moments, right? It's amazing the thoughts that instantly flooded my mind. I love you, Jen. She's probably watching. Some of those thoughts, they just weren't good. And I got to be honest with you. Some of them I wanted to grab a hold of. Have you been there? Honestly, I wanted to grab a hold of those thoughts. And in fact, I wanted to declare that those thoughts were true. And it felt kind of good. And of course, you know, 20 minutes goes by, 30 minutes goes by, and I continue to have this conversation with myself. Jen's moved on in her direction, I've moved on in my direction, you know, and I continue to to debate with myself, and I continue to say how right I am and how she's this or she's that, and these random thoughts continue to flood through my head and how I come in agreement with some of these thoughts so quickly. Then, of course, you know, maybe my Bible's sitting on the counter, or I know i got to come back to work on Tuesday and I work at a church. And, of course, that thought finally comes into my head, I have to forgive her. I have to release her. I have to let her go. But how hard it was for me to actually let that go. And I will say this, there were moments where I didn't want to let that go, but there were also moments where I figured I could have gotten through this process on my own without any help no help from you guys but no help from the Lord and of course this is where the Holy Spirit has started to convict me is when our thought lights go, thought life goes into this place where all of a sudden we start to think we can do things on our own apart from him do you know that is the voice of pride yeah. Yeah. right it's the voice of pride that speaks out to us and begins to tell you, you can do this without him, right? You actually don't need him. You're fine on your own. We would never admit this, but the thoughts go through our head, and if the thoughts don't go through our head, sometimes the actions speak what we actually really believe. You know, if we're not daily drawing on the source of Jesus Christ. I'm going to challenge this a little bit right now because I feel it. Yeah. If we're not daily drawing on Him, yeah. okay, there is something inside of you, whether you've said it or not, that actually believes you can function without Him. Right. Yeah. If you go a day without praying, if you go a day without reading your Word, there is something inside of you that is saying to you, I can do this. I am capable. That is that voice of pride that the enemy tries to plant inside of our hearts, which causes confusion, which causes doubts, which causes us to actually start to turn to the things of the world as our source to get through our issues and our problems. And today I'm speaking to the church Because as a church, at times, we actually draw on the same systems. These systems in the world that we think are going to help manage us through our issues, our problems. Yet God is requiring of us something greater, something more. And he's challenging us to grab a hold of those thoughts. To not let those thoughts have ownership of your heart. Not to let those thoughts begin to dictate what you will and won't do. I mean, that voice of pride daily whispers in our ear. We know that. Daily. When I go home, when I wake up in the morning, I hear it as clear as day. I don't have time for this. I've got too many things going on today. It may not say I don't have time for God, but again, that action is there. And sometimes we jump on this without even realizing what we're doing. So I feel like the Lord wants to challenge us a little bit today. He wants to challenge what's at the root of your thinking system. He wants to challenge you with this. All the counselors will like this. How do you actually filter all your thoughts? Do you filter your thoughts? Because I'm going to tell you something. Yes, you do. All your thoughts are filtered through some kind of system. Either you have bought into a system that's been presented by the world or you have bought into the system of the kingdom. There's no in between. There's this one or there's that one. That's it. Two systems. One says I can do it on my own. One says no, I need him for every single thing I do. Because when that voice comes, and you know this, the random thoughts which come at you every day all day, you actually can't control those random thoughts. They are going to come because we have an accuser who will night and day present those thoughts to you. That's his goal. That's his mission. What you do with those thoughts is on you. This is now your mission. Will we allow the random thoughts to own us or will we create, in a sense, a kingdom filter system That doesn't let these thoughts own us and dictate everything we'll do. Now, I heard as I was preparing for this some basic, simple thoughts. And some of those thoughts were thoughts like this I actually can't read my word, I'm not a good reader, (laughs) I'm not a good prayer person, I don't hear from God. That one's a big one. The amount of people that I've talked to who have made that statement, I do not hear from God, which is actually contrary to the Word of God. That's right. He speaks to every single one of us. So again, we have to ask the question, what is your filtering system? Because when those thoughts come, you will either exercise, you know, and move forward on those thoughts, or you're not. You're going to do what you know you're supposed to do. You're supposed to cast down All of those thoughts in Jesus' name, right? So we know the enemy is throwing those lies out. And I'm actually, let's just pause for a minute. This is hard for people to admit, but how many of us struggle with reading our word? Well, obviously, you know why? Because it's the God-breathed word. It's the written word. God breathed it into being. It's the very thing that gives us life. And, of course, there is an attack on the very thing that is going to give you and I life. How many of us struggle to pray? I'm not just talking about on Wednesdays. How many of us hear that voice that says, I don't hear God? A lot of hands went up. And I'm going to say this. Right now, we're going to do what the Word says. Is Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against spirits and principalities. The deceiver... Who throws deception at you day and night, night and day? We're called to worship the Lord, but day and night, night and day, the enemy will come against you. So, Father God, right now, if that's you, just put your hand on your heads, your hearts. I don't really care, whatever you have to do. Father, right now, we come against that spirit that says, I can't read my Bible. I'm not a reader. It's not true. We can do all things through Christ Jesus who has strengthened us. For those in here who say, I'm not a prayer person, it's not my gift. We come against that lie. We are all called to pray. Why? Because it's written in the word of God that each and every one of us are called to pray and the prayers of a righteous man are powerful and effective. So God, for each one in this room, that struggle to pray when we actually think we don't need to pray or read our word, this this is the thing. Right here I want to hit. In the morning service when I hit it, I was literally taken out literally, my thoughts went away. I felt it. I felt it because I feel the attack of the enemy on this so strongly because you know what he wants us to do? He wants us to bypass this moment very quickly so that we continue to function the way that we normally function. But I'm telling you right now is a kingdom moment if we allow it to be, right? It's It's a kingdom moment if we allow it to be and we come in agreement with the written word of God, not with the voice of the enemy. And we say in Jesus' name, break the lies, break the deception, break the lies, break the deception. I can read my word, I can pray. He is speaking to me daily, He is speaking to me all the time. Break it in Jesus' name, break it. I'm alone. No one sees me. Break it in Jesus' name. You are seen. I declared this last week. You are royal priesthood, a holy generation. You are his prize possession. He sees you. Then those other thoughts of judgments, condemning others, condemning our spouse, our kids. Or we come in alignment with the enemy. We break that in Jesus' name. We say, no, we will not come in alignment. My spouse is not my enemy. My kids are not my enemy. Nobody in this church is my enemy. No one in this community is my enemy. We have one adversary, and we will stand against him and declare the written word of God. Can we say amen? amen. Grab a seat. I feel like we just need to read the written word and what, it's, what it says. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your minds, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. God, may we not be conformed to this world, the worldly systems that have even come into the church, where we bypass you and we think there's an alternate route to getting free, to getting holy. It's you. Isaiah 26.3 says this, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. His mind doesn't look to the right. His mind doesn't look to the left. The mind doesn't look for an alternate solution. The mind stays on him and only him because in those moments, he is the solution. Whether it's as simple as dealing with an issue with our kids Or an argument with our spouse, or how we're going to change this community. He's the one with the solution. This is a hard one sometimes to hear. James 1 8 says, He is a double minded man, unstable in his ways. This is a man who goes back and forth in his thinking. And the word says that the Lord won't answer those prayers. God, we do not want to be a double-minded man, one day believing you and the next day doubting you. One day declaring your truth and the next day saying, where are you? 2 Corinthians ten four to 6 says this. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but every high thing that exalts itself is Against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. For our weapons of warfare are not carnal. Do you know as soon as one of those situations happens in your life, the battle is literally on. It's where your thoughts begin to battle whatever your core belief is. And if it's the word of God, that battle is on and your chances of succeeding are that much greater. But when we move into that realm of I can do this on my own, unintentionally or intentionally, It just doesn't work. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but I think of Jesus in the desert. You know, we're doing a 40-day fast here. You know, Paul alluded to, you know, each of us are maybe fasting different things, and one of the things God has called me to fast is my time. Because I like my time. Especially my mornings. I have my routine. Every day. I mean, I get to come to this church every day and read my Bible, pray, do many other things. But you know, the Lord's challenged me on that one. And said, that doesn't count. I want you with me in the written word. Think of Jesus on a 40-day fast and the first thing the enemy tempts him with is food. Jesus, of course, responds to him, tells him it is written, focuses on the word of God, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. (laughs) That's how we live. That's how we survive. I want to read one more. I know our time is almost up. See? 2 Timothy 3. 10 to 17 says this. It's talking about strength and stability come from the word of God. And this is Paul writing a letter to Timothy and he says, but you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long sufferings, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch and Ichom and Lystra. I can't even say it. What persecutions I endured and out of them, All the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. I mean, I feel like he's writing this letter to all of us here in this moment right now. And as I finish this, I want you to hear it that way, that he's actually writing this letter to you. Yes, all who desire to live Godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and be assured of knowing from whom you have learned them. And then from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. And verse 16 says this, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. (laughs) I'm sorry there's no other solution this is it I felt this week I am just so tired of the mind battles and we do not discuss them we deal with them and in some cases we tolerate them and I feel like God's saying the day for tolerating this is done this has handicapped my church This has caused my church to be paralyzed, to sit, to not move, to not function. So in closing, let's just stand to our feet. I don't even know what to pray, to be honest with you. Ben does, though. Come on, Ben.
2: So just as Chris has been talking, the Lord's reminded me of a story here (laughs) A personal story, and this is for anyone. Uh, Sometimes you may think because we're in leadership, because we've been here for 20 plus years, it's just always been good and we never struggle with thoughts. We never have those things that keep us in that place that are mucky. And so the Lord's reminded me of the story as Chris is talking and I believe there's a word from the Holy Spirit for all of us here in this moment. And I believe that as I share this Um, the Lord is going to actually give a call to us to physically step out. Physically step out as an act to say, I want out. There's thoughts going on. There's beaking going on. And actually, it's a physical, nope, nope, I'm out. I want out of this. So there was a time maybe five years ago, seven years ago, maybe three years ago, I don't know anymore. I'm 36 and it feels... I don't know. It was a go, but it was recent in my heart. It was a Wednesday night prayer. I came in with Jenna. Please remember, this is, this is me. I've been, to this, I've been here since I was nine, and I'm sitting in the back. So as Chris is talking, I can feel that feeling. I'm sitting in the back. I'm on the ground like this, and I'm watching. It's a Wednesday night worship like we've always done it. And Ken's going hard, Di's going hard, Kurt's hitting something hard, and, we're, and they're pressing into the Lord. They're pressing into the Lord. And for whatever reason, I'm sitting in the back. And I'm like, is this even all real? What are we, what are we doing? And then I hear, you know, we're all just trying too hard. This is so inauthentic right in the back and I find as those thoughts come and it could have been that I was having a tough day it could have been that something was weighing me whatever it is whatever door was open I'm sitting there and things are getting darker and at the same time I can hear the other thoughts no 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 you're with people you love you've known them all this time this is is real this is everything but I'm sitting here and it's getting darker and things are caving in And this is what I believe the Lord wanted me to share. And this is what I believe is for all of us here this morning. It's for anybody that's watching. So as I'm sitting there, and my wife, who knows me so well, she's in the front worshiping, and she looks back. And she just sees that I'm not good. She didn't know where I was at. She didn't know that I had these thoughts. She just saw, that's gross. Wherever he is, That's gross. And you know what? She didn't, she came up to me and she helped me, but it wasn't very lovely sounding. It was not. She came up to me in the back and she said, wherever you're at and whatever you're doing, get up and go to the front and worship God. That's what she said to me in that moment. She didn't know what I was thinking. She didn't know what was going on, but she said, get up and get to the front. And this is what the Lord is saying to anybody this morning. There are thoughts, there are things pulling you away into isolation, and you're sitting there going, I just want out of this place. I just, God, I want you more. I want you more, but there's so many things that I'm thinking of, and the Holy Spirit, who the Lord used my wife as the Holy Spirit in that moment, but the Holy Spirit is coming to you sitting on the ground saying, enough, get up. Physically go to the front and lift up your hands to me. And this is the craziest thing. I got up. I came to the front and as I crossed it through that threshold and I lifted my hands to the Lord, everything changed. Every single thing became clear in a moment. And this is what the Lord is saying. It can all change in a moment, but it's on you. I have given you the will. I have given you the desire. I have given you the ability to get up Come to the front and lift your hands. And I'm going to say this right now with social distancing. If this is in your heart, if this is in you right now, I want these thoughts to stop. I want this to be done and I want to be free. Get up, come to the front and lift your hands to the Lord right now. If that's what you want right now, the door is open. You can stand right here. We can pray for you. Come. And watch the thoughts and the isolation fall off of you as you lift up your hands to the Lord. Right now, in the name of Jesus, watch and see every single thought fall away, every single doubt Fall away and feel his love and feel the clarity that you have been longing for. The clarity that you've been longing for. And this is the joy as you've come up right now. It's finished. It's already done. It's already done. Thank you, Lord.
0: You know, there's a lot of things we think we need. But there's one thing we have to have. This is it, and this is why there's such a battle for it. So I'm going to release everybody online. We pray that God would bless you, be with you, guide you. If you need to throw some comments in there, throw them in, and we'll pray for you. We'll get back to you. We'll do what we need to do. If this is something you're struggling with, so bless you in Jesus' name. Bless you in Jesus' name.